Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mixed Up with Mary and Monty. I'm Monty. And I'm Mary. We're going to take a moment real quick just to say a few words of, uh, about a friend of ours that passed away recently. Today, we'd like to pay respect to a friend of both Mary and I. His name is Steve Wiley. Name many Arizona music enthusiasts will instantly recognize he was the owner of Hoodlums Records in Tempe. It's without hesitation that I say with confidence that Hoodlums shaped and molded my musical taste. I would not be the music fan today without them, and Steve Wiley was one of the primary influences. We talked about him in our first show here. Steve provided me with one of the finest music lashings slash educations of my life. When I wandered into the store, more, more than likely skipping a class and looking for a Bob Dylan Greatest Hits album, The Audacity, I was 18 years old. Steve debated music, deeply thought about its many directions in his writing, and challenged its fans. He lived for and deeply loved the music that he was so actively involved in. Steve was a staple in the Arizona music community. He helped pave the path for independent record stores here and was a significant and important figure in the community. Above all those great things, I will remember Steve most as a person I would call a friend, and in a way, he'd, and he'd never accept this title, a teacher, who directed my musical musings to challenging places. So as Steve would have supported, he, just as we are doing here, support your record stores, go out there and discover music in whatever shape you can, and most importantly, listen to music. Um, he was so connected with, with music and, uh, you know, was just such an active and important person to a lot of music people here in town um, and, and beyond here. I'm, you know, looking at his Facebook page recently and saw people from all over the United States were giving their condolences and, and talking about him so nicely. So today, before we start our, uh, our podcast here, number four, uh, we, uh, we have picked a song for him, and I'm going to have Mary say a couple little things here. Thank you, Monty. I think you put it very well. It's hard to sum up how important Steve was in so many people's lives and the effect he had, his passion and his love for life and people and treating us well and just music in general. He gave me hope that you could make it if you just love music. Even if you're not a musician, it's all about appreciating the things that are in this life. Music is the soundtrack for all of our lives, and he was a big, big champion of music and of people, and I'll miss him very much. Um, I chose this song. This song has always reminded me of him. I think when I worked with him, I finally got the story about Hoodlums and why it was called Hoodlums, and I, it was my turn to pick a record, and I put on Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions, and he's like, hey, rascal. You want to hear something? <laughs> you want to hear a story about this record store that you're standing in? And he adored that record. He adored Stevie Wonder among so many other artists. But I chose I Wish. And for the rest of my life, I'll remember him. And when I hear this song, it goes directly to my heart. And I'll always want to hang out with my hoodlum friends.
episode four, Mix Up with Mary and Monty. Welcome to our little podcast here today. Uh, we're excited. It's a new year, 2014. Just celebrated a few days ago. and uh, No, it's 2015. I'm sorry, 2015. <laughs> Still living in the past. I'll be doing that until August. I'll be doing that until August, I guarantee it. 2015, hello. <laughs> I've already wrote it 2014 like a few times already. Um, episode four. So we're three episodes in. We did a, a podcast called Under the Covers. We did one introducing you to to uh, Mary and I, and we did another one on our favorite albums of 2014. And this this episode four, we're going back and uh, going to be looking at resolution songs. I, I've, I've titled it Resolution Solution. Nice. Is, uh, is what I've called episode number four. I like rhyming. Today's podcast is going to focus on resolution songs, songs that found us at the right place and time in our life, songs that may have been playing during some great moment in our life, some, something that has guided us to the next step in our life, something that we hope can guide other people to those next formidable steps in their life. And uh, not ne- not necessarily going emotional, you know, but, you know, Well, for me, it turned out being very emotional. Yep. And like I said, I really like the definition of what it is to be resolute mm-hmm. and have resolutions because I'm not good at the whole regular resolutions thing. But it is good to be resolute when you make decisions or feel something and go with it. So. And I'm not, I, I'm not a resolution guy. I, it's very hard for me to say, here's what I'm going to accomplish in 2014 or 2015. And, but there have been times where I think uh, the, the part that I really liked about it was I've been guided to a certain solution. I've, yeah. been, I've been guided some, to some decision or some, something that changed me and pointed me in a direction I may not have been looking at and it's related to music. I'm sure all music people that we talk to will identify with that, with that sentiment. Yeah. It confirms something you were already starting to feel. And coming up with our list uh, today, uh, I showed my wife and I said, I sat down and I I have her look at all my lists and, and just to get a feel for how, you know, whether or not it's working or what, or if it's not working, she'll tell me songs to take out, things to change. She's always been a, a wonderful muse for me in that in that regard. So uh, when I showed her my list, she uh, she stepped back and she goes, "I I can't believe, I can't believe you forgot to put this song on there." I'm like, and I mean, this is like adamant. My wife never gets adamant about <laughs> about music or pretty much anything. But she stepped up. She goes, "I can't believe you didn't put this song on there." And I said, "Well, I'll put it on there for you." She goes, "No, no, 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 no. You don't have to put it on there for me." I said, no, 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 we'll put it on tomorrow. She's right. And I'll play it, and, and Mary and I will discuss it. So here is uh, what my wife, when I talked to her about Resolution Solution, here's what here's the song that she instantly came up with. Here it is. <laughs> yes! Your so wife is, is uh, the best. This is uh, Wilson Phillips. Yes, sorry, I, I ruined the intro. You didn't ruin it. This is amazing. It speaks for itself. Sure does. <laughs> Listen to all that inspiration in the first two lines. They've already changed your life. You're already taking the next steps towards being a better person. It's true. Towards being a better you. Hold on, Ben. New you. Hold on, Monty. New me. Someday <laughs> somebody's gonna make you wanna turn around and say goodbye. Say goodbye. <laughs> wow. 
she was so, totally right. So that's where my wife went with uh, with, our, <laughs> with what we thought resolution solution should be. So we're going to give you uh, some songs here to uh, ruminate on, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll give you some new stuff to to listen to. Maybe give you a couple of stories that'll make you laugh, and uh, and we'll start this 2015 off the right way. Good. Ladies first. Okay, so this song I, I think I've introed with Foo Fighters. Have I done oh, it twice already? I think twice Out of four, already, yeah. I know fifty-fifty, okay. but it's a song that literally always makes me feel like this is going to be a new year, and I can make it through. And I'm not sure if our grandma podcast engineer is having any issues right now. <laughs> yeah. He looks confused. Are you We're good? Done. Are you good? We're good. <laughs> it's exciting to start a new year with our our friend Jeremy. So Foo Fighters, Next Year, is a very emotional song for me. This actually, making this collection was very emotional for me. I didn't realize it would be, and I guess I needed it. I guess I needed to kind of feel good and ready for a new year because of the last couple weeks, it's been a little tricky with holidays and then losing a friend. Mm -hmm. So uh, to talk about Steve again real quick, he was one of the most resolute people I knew, and if he loved something, that's all that mattered. So yep. with next year, um, it it says you have to go do your own thing, and you'll always come back to the people you love and then home. So I chose Foo Fighters next year. Watching the wide world Is uh, from a 1970 album entitled Moon Dance. It was a career-defining album for this uh, for this musician, for uh, Mr. Van Morrison. Probably one of his more accessible albums. There was a full moon last night too. There was a full moon last night. Perhaps inspiration. Perhaps. Brand new day has all the hope and praise and all the good things to come. A theme for many of the songs that we have today. You get that soothing piano music. You get that nice little vocal accompaniment. With it just makes you feel invincible. Yeah, it's tell you what song. I hate about the new year. All right, <laughs> we're gonna get this started off right. We're gonna get down to some business here. You have a second chance with Chinese New Year. I'm just gonna throw that Correct. out there. If Correct. this one doesn't go to your liking, but don't you get the feeling December December or I'm sorry January first comes about December 31st finishes up. I can't help but feel December on January first that. It's like a Monday. <laughs> it really it's is. It's like the longest Monday in it the world. It is a Monday. But you have that Monday off. Yeah, you so have that Monday good. off. But still, you got to, like, for some people, you got to go back to work. True. Yeah. You know? uh, going back to work was tricky. I had to go back to work on difficult. Friday. It was yeah. awful. It was like the worst day of work in my life. It was a Monday. It was a Monday. The second was a Monday. Exactly. 
It didn't feel that way after Christmas, though. True. After Christmas, I was like, this is great. This is great. Let's Because <laughs> you had on. one more holiday, and it was called New Year's. And it was Exactly. You should be exactly. more appreciative. I should be more appreciative. <laughs> but you know what? It still feels like a Monday, and I like to say that if uh, if every Monday began, began with this song, I think I'd have a uh, an even better day. To be a little bit better. To It'd ease be into the week. Better. Exactly. So my first song I picked is uh, Brand New Day by Van Morrison. When all the dark clouds roll away Yeah, the sun begins to shine I see my freedom from across the way And it comes right in But it shines so bright Yet it gives so much light Yet it comes from the sky above Make me feel so free Make me feel like me Yet it lights my life with love Yet it Monty, that's an amazing pick. Brand I'm new day. kind of jealous that I didn't pick that for my first song. <laughs> because song. it's so perfect and it's so dramatic and hopeful. Very much. And it really goes well with Guinness. Oh, yeah, definitely. Very good. Thank definitely. you for bringing the Irishman into the into the fold here. One of the few uh, night, night podcast sessions we've had. And uh, <laughs> when we do it in the morning, I bring donuts and... You know, soda and it's really PG. Mm-hmm. But at nighttime, we got we got crazy. We got ourselves a limited edition 1759 Guinness. Mm-hmm. We got ourselves a double chocolate scout, and we got ourselves some brother Thelonious. It's quite lovely and it's passion a, bread. Don't forget about the passion, passion bread. Passion bread as well too. Passion <laughs> bread. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go into the next song here. Uh, speaking of passion, this. The thing I kept thinking about with resolutions, what made me feel something very strongly and um, like I should do something about the way I felt. Uh, I picked Beastie Boys an open letter to New York City because every time I hear it, it gives me chills and it makes me feel, it, this might sound cliche, but it makes me feel very American. You know, mm-hmm. 9-11 was very traumatic for all of us, um, even those of us that weren't there way across the country. But I've always been a huge fan of the Beastie Boys. Being they're from New York, they this is from the To the Five Burrows album, which is a terrific album. It was the first album they released post 9-11. Mm-hmm. This open letter to New York City is talking about how much they love the city and that it will always bounce back and that it's always got a variety of culture and... It's just such a great song, and it made you feel like, okay, we can we can do this. We can get back. If the Beastie Boys can do it, and they're there, then the rest of us can do it. And I I can't say much more. You know, it's it's, I again, it was that time period, and it made me feel like, okay, we can do this. Today so, we always remember. You know, of course, yeah. I still remember the first song I I, I heard on the morning of nine eleven. It wasn't like a like something profound. Or anything like that. What it was, was it? It was, uh, I was flipping through channels. I was trying to get the Howard Stern. And I was flipping through, and it ended up being like a Neil Young song. I think it was, uh, I think it was Old Man. 
was playing. Wow. It's on the classic radio station right before. When it's a true American song. That's the other mm-hmm. thing about this. To me, it's a true American song. Well, I guess I already said that, but Neil Young, too, even yep. if he's Canadian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just but he makes thinking, you feel like... I was flipping through channels. Every channel was like people talking about it. And then yeah. I get to like one radio station and they're playing Old Man. Well, like, oh. Taking a look at our lives. Towers down, but we're yep. still in the game. That's right. Moving to my next song, uh, I'd like to say just Oh Nina is how I'm going to start it. Oh <gasps> Nina, 1965 oh, yes. album. I put a spell on you by Nina Simone. We're, we're going to listen to Feeling Good. I'm just going to let you know that right now. We're going to listen to Feeling Good. <laughs> take the example, take the example Nina is serenading to you in this song. It's been covered super, like many, many times. But the standard will always be Nina's name. Nina makes this song from start to finish. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for me. Amen. That's perfect. Amen, brother. That's perfect. That should be, you should put that on your chest in the <laughs> tattoo with old English font. That's how good that is. Take the example of Nina to your everyday life and you'll be feeling good as well. Here's Feeling Good by Nina Simone. you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. Feeling good Fish in the sea You know how I feel River running free You know how I feel Blossom on the tree One thing you hear, that's Nina's heartbeat Beautiful song there's, One of my all-time favorites. I love Nina Simone. Yeah, Nina captures every feeling. And the thing about Nina Simone's voice, too, is that it's also it's female, but it's male. It is. It's very much, um, it can go either way. You, you, know? hear, you hear in that song and, and feeling good, it, it, people, her message is really positive. But you can hear her talk. This is a reflective song. This is a song looking yeah. back at her life. You can hear the pain throughout the song. It's a it's a tough song to get through. I, I tell people sometimes that's, you know, if you're feeling really down and you're like, don't put on Nina Simone, man. You'll be in tears really <laughs> fast, really fast. But what you told me that tears make 
That's true. They remind you that you're alive, and that's the point of and feeling, I suppose. That's you know, why everybody should cry. Nothing wrong with it. Oh, I'm totally okay with it. I get it. <laughs> Sometimes the thing about Nina Simone, too, is feeling, well, like you said, it's getting over something. You never think about that. A lot of people treat that song now as, like, very... Uh, romantic comedy soundtrack. Mm -hmm. It's no dawn, like we're in love. It's new dawn, new day. But no, it's about yeah. her going through a lot of things and making it to that new day and just being happy to be alive. Exactly. So, exactly. I guess I'm going to intro into my next one here. Um, the third song I chose is a very emotional song for me. I think it's probably true for a lot of people. I chose Elton John's. Someone Saved My Life Tonight. There was a time for me when I, I was dating someone, and he had dedicated this song to me. And I thought mm. at the time, I was very Svengali'd, very much under the oxy, <laughs> oxytocin of the mm -hmm. whole situation. And I thought it was great because I loved Elton John. But there were a lot of very emotional, hard things that happened, and I couldn't deal with it very well yeah. at the end. And I didn't, I didn't want to listen to this song for a long time after that, but when I did finally listen to it again, I owned it. And this song has many references to, um, it's kind of gibberish, but if you feel the way he felt and have experienced wanting to die, because of a heartbreak and on many levels, on, on a life-changing level. Mm -hmm. um, this, I've been told that Elton John wrote this song with Bernie Toppin because Elton John was with a woman. And I think her name was Mary. Oh. I think. He was his girlfriend at the time. And we all know that Elton John is mm -hmm. out. Yep. He's a gay man. But at the time... It was a difficult time to be openly gay. But for him, he was in a relationship with somebody, and it made him feel horrible, and it wasn't true to himself. And apparently, Bernie, Benny, Bernie, <laughs> Benny, Bernie came down and found him drunk on the floor, almost committing suicide. And I think about my friends every time I hear this song now that helped me through that same situation in those same times where... You know, we're all rolling around the basement floor. We're all going a little bit crazy. Mm -hmm. But that friend came and saved him. But on top of that, because they had music in common, the line where he says, it's 4 o'clock in the morning, damn it. Mm -hmm. I'm sleeping by myself tonight, but I've got my music. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Thank God my music's still alive. And that's the thing that turned me around. When I finally listened to it again and could own it, it was my music. Yeah. And I'm forever grateful to that person for what happened because it did change me and made me live life again after going down to the bottom. Yeah. So this is Elton John's Someone Saved My Life Tonight. You nearly had me roped and tied.
I wanted to say one more thing when the when Jeremy came in and we were at the crescendo of butterflies are free to fly, mm-hmm. fly away. That's also very empowering to me when we talk about resolutions. It's make your choice and go yep. and go with it. So you're free to fly in the choices you make, whether somebody else thinks they're good or bad. You can't quantify other people's choices. So That's right. Completely right. Well done. My next song is uh, by the Reverend Al Green off his 1972 album, I'm Still in Love with You. And this may sound super cliche to say, but isn't <laughs> Love and Happiness by Al Green a sentiment that we all want? Yes. Right? Al speaks the truth in this song. He says love makes you do crazy things, and he tells you it makes you do right, it makes you do wrong. I always <laughs> love that line. So simple, but... It says so much. But uh, in the song, he always follows it up with happiness. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think when when you talk about resolutions, you talk about making these changes in your life, you talk about being influenced by something, it should always take you to someplace that is ultimately going to make you happy. That's the goal, you know? right? And and I think too many times in life we, we sit around and we're, we're miserable. We're, we sit around and we, we put up with this shit everybody puts on us. We put up with... All these things that, you know, you end up saying to yourself, why did I put up with that for so long, right? I hear that comment a lot from people. Why did I put up with that for so long? You know, and don't deny yourself the happiness that you deserve. Everyone deserves it. Amen, brother. Here's Love and Happiness by Al Green. Something going wrong. Someone's on the phone. Three o'clock in the morning. Talking about. How she can make it right, yeah. yeah. Happiness is when you really feel good about somebody. There's nothing wrong being in love with someone, yeah. Oh, baby, love that happened. I like to leave you with little uh, little things to think about, right? <laughs> yeah, Monty is infamous for saying things while you guys are listening to the songs that make me think even more and talk more, so... Someday we'll give you an outtakes. Real. All the outtakes. You'll see how perverse we actually get during these during these interludes I of the songs. I wouldn't say perverse. I would say even deeper. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma Lorcani <laughs> might be getting <laughs> might be getting uh, perverse back there, but um, uh, it's now, always know. good about Al Green. By the way, thank oh, you for picking an Al Green song. I love Al. I love Al. Weird Al. Oh, Can you imagine? I like both of them. Let's think about Weird Al and Al Green making a record together. Weird Al Green. Can you imagine them doing what's what? What part of the song title would change if, if Weird Al got a hold of it? <laughs> I don't know. Would it be love or would it be happiness? It would be happiness. It would be I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to go too down that Weird Al rabbit hole. So now to give our our listening people a, a little insight. I, I get these, these lists beforehand, 
So I know what song is coming. Yeah, Monty gets all my picks, but I don't get Monty's picks. This yep. is the weird thing about this situation, people. <laughs> I, I run the board here to play the music during the interlude, so I know what songs are coming next. And uh, I, I got to say, I got to say, when I got this from you a couple of days ago, and I know what ne the next song is, I'm <laughs> super interested to hear what story goes along with this. So, so here we go. Go ahead. About being resolute. Uh, this song, I mean, like... This song is about taking a stand. Like, uh -huh. it's a straight up fuck you and your stupid fucking decisions to live a dumb life and not think about what you're doing and what could happen. And are you living the life you're supposed to? And am I wasting time on people that aren't intelligent enough to know what life we're living and what could happen? To me, <laughs> drop the mic, drop the mic, and leave the room. <laughs> well, I mean, That's awesome. uh, my friend Joey is that I've known forever. Always called this song an oral barn burner, <laughs> which I think is That's one of the great. best things I've ever been told. And every lyric in here, I uh, to let you guys know, I chose Tool. I chose Anima because. When I'm really fucking surly or really irritated with people, you know, because I've worked in the music business a long time. So this is also a music business song mm -hmm. to me because it is about L.A. a lot. Yep. And it's fuck you in your latte. Yep. <laughs> fuck you in your contracts. Fuck you in your tattoos. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are without somebody else telling you who you are or what you're supposed to buy or what you're supposed to watch? Do you understand there's a world and there's a fault line, <laughs> by yep. the way, between California and Arizona that says you might fall off the face of the earth? When I get really pissy or surly, I'm like, why don't you learn to swim? You yeah. know, oh. learn to swim. <laughs> It's true in every it way. It's like, true. like you don't know how to maneuver through this intellectual stuff. Learn to swim. Read yep. a book. You know, it, it's it's the epitome. It it made me. I know it's not typical for a female to like Tool. A lot of girls like Tool because a lot of dudes like Tool. That's yep. my experience with Tool, and that's unfortunate. But but I'm not going to detract from a lot of females. Because there's got to be more of me out there that just really like the music and what it is about. Um, but Maynard, you know, mm -hmm. Maynard is a force to be reckoned with. The lyrics in itself. Oh, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know the lyrics. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, but just be yourself. Make your own decisions and learn to swim. Ladies and gentlemen, Mary P has entered the room. Take that <laughs> here. Here's her song. Oh, 
And Maynard, by the way, having a stronghold in Arizona, being a winemaker, I like a man who, you know, lives up to where he says he should live in Arizona Bay. Jerome, right? Yes. Yep. He has a little shop up there. I remember walking into the shop and this guy walked in and he goes, is Maynard here? He ain't here. <laughs> Just real, like, huh? Caduceus. It's Caduceus sellers, the American vineyards. Oh, Jerome. Great. People go to Jerome. It's amazing. All right. The next song that I have on my list was released in 1996, but it wasn't discovered by me until I got into college in 2000. Uh, Wilco. Nice. Yes. Led by the amazing Jeff Tweedy, who is a phenomenal songwriter. It's been one of my favorite bands since I discovered this album. I chose this song, What's the World Got in Store, primarily for its title. But I uh, I think that's a great question when we talk about resolutions. I think uh, it's a question we ask ourselves many times in life, and uh, I think we uh, take the most of every opportunity. You know, you never know what's coming next, and uh, I think this song uh, kind of... Uh, allows people to feel that a little bit. So here's uh, What's the World Got to Got in Store by Wilco off their Being Their album. What's the world got in store? What's the world got in store for you? What's the world got in store for you now? Come on, baby, somehow I'll need you Do I have to show you how? I love Wilco. It's kind of nice having the surprises of what you pick to come back to. Um, I was just telling Monty that I think that's a really good dad song, like Dad Mm -hmm. to a Child. I think that's a beautiful song. Oh, yeah. My son and I have had many talks. He's only three, but we've we've had many talks about where dinosaurs should go Mm -hmm. because I step on them all the time. We get really serious. Miles, here's what the world's got in store for you if you keep putting these. <laughs> no, that's, that's so cool. <laughs> oh, we just got serious. Dad doesn't like dinosaurs. <laughs> like step- Is it like stepping on a Lego when you it, step on a it's dinosaur? It's worse because a Stegosaurus has those little pointy backs. <laughs> oh, I swear. Like 16 I thought one, Legos. I thought one of them went through. I thought like I stepped it. I'm like, that just went through my whole foot. <laughs> it totally went through my whole foot. It broke, it broke skin. It oh, broke God. Skin. Oh, God. I had to put a band-aid on it. Oh, you poor thing. You feel really bad. Do you know what the dinosaurs went through? (laughs) A lot worse than that, buddy. (laughs) Poor dinosaurs. Fire and brimstone. Uh, Okay. I guess I'll go into my new one. Or my next song. My new one. Um, This is not a new song. It's from this new group, everybody. (laughs) It is not. Um, Well, according to the Kanye West fans, this might be a new band. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> it's got this new artist named Paul McCartney. Yep, maybe you've heard of him. I don't He's know. Done, Jesus just He's introduced him stuff. to a lot of his fans. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> on a more serious note, I chose the Beatles' She Said, She Said. This is a song 
I told Monty earlier that this particular mix is very emotional for me. I decided to just kind of throw it all on the table and be very honest with you people because now I feel a little bit more comfortable mm -hmm. in telling you why I really why I love these songs. I told you before, but these songs seem a little different to me. Oh, yeah. They seem honed in. The reason I picked the Beatles, She Said, She Said, is if you've ever dealt with depression in your life, and I know a lot of people have, that it's very difficult to get through, and music's always helped me. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it helps a million people, and it helps us all in our own ways. The line in particular about she said, she said, she knows what it's like to be dead. And, and it's, a, it's lyrically him talking to a female, her saying, I know what it's like to be dead when you're invisible or you don't feel of this earth and you're just going through the motions and trying to get through and living feels like you're dead. Mm -hmm. And he talks about, you're making me feel like I've never been born by bringing him down. And that's not the point. She's kind of saying like, you have to make your important steps in life. You have to make a difference and get through the depression. That's how I see it. Mm -hmm. you know. And I think the male perspective in this song says, when I was younger, everything was so much easier, and now it's difficult, and you're challenging me to think, why am I here, and what am I doing? So it's a song that makes you get through depression, recognize it, but then move on. Mm -hmm. So that's to me. And I read a really interesting story about this song, by the way, that John Lennon was inspired by Peter Fonda's story about being on acid with the birds. <laughs> Which is pretty, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I can only imagine what a conversation with Peter Fonda and the birds was like about yeah. some existential conversation about being alive and oh, it was a perfect world. being dead and living at the same time. So oh, yeah. anyway, so I chose the Beatles. She said, she said, it's from Revolver. such a great album rubber soul and revolver to me are one album yeah you know they're they're hand in hand my uh my next song is uh by the uh by the great iggy pop nice from his lust for life album of course this is the second album after the idiot which was released in 1977 and uh was produced in part Heavily by David Bowie, who you can hear all over The Idiot. If you listen to that's The Idiot, that's like a David Bowie album. The beauty of The Idiot. Oh, yeah. But uh, this album, uh, Lust for Life, was far more Iggy Pop. You can hear him, especially in the lead-off track, which is Lust for Life. Um, 
It was featured in the movie Train Spotting and was chosen today because I think everybody should continually have a lust for life. Just like the forever young Iggy Pop. So here is Iggy Pop Lust for Life. Nice. say that I was born in 1977, so I innately have a lust for life. I was like, well, here you go. Here you go. I am here. I made one of the best mixes, actually, called The Spirit of 77, and it was all songs from 1977. That year was amazing. That's our next podcast. It is so (laughs) variety-filled in that year. Well, to some people, I guess. It might not be variety, but to me... It was a big one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel very blessed to be born in such an awesome musical year. So here's to a lesser life. Um, where do I go from here? Um, oh, okay. I guess if I could take it from lust for life to the main ingredient yes. I chose next. Yes. Monty really likes this I one. I love this one. It's because everybody plays the fool, and I have a feeling Monty's played the fool before, just like oh, I have. Oh man, I'm a, I'm a guy. <laughs> of course, we played the fool. Oh yeah. man. So this song, I mean, the beauty of this song is that if you have been heartbroken, like I literally felt like a fucking fool for a couple people in my life. Like ridiculous. I cannot believe I believed these lies mm-hmm. or this situation, and I remember just being heartbroken. I've heard this song all my life, and it's always been... It's an amazing, lyrical, melodic song, but when it hits you on a personal level, when he's like, you even thinking about dying? <laughs> well, let me yep. tell you this, that everybody's played the fool, and you're not alone. You are not the first fool, and you won't be the last. And I feel like that makes me feel better. Like, Oh, yeah. That made me kind of snap out of it and be like, you're not special. It happens to everybody, so... You're not the first person to feel these Right, these you are not the first and you are not the last, but don't go to these extremes because everybody plays the fool. Yep, 1999 Emo Monty. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no one understands what I'm feeling. You it don't ha- know what it's like to be hurt. It happens to all of us. It's just, it's such a nice song because it hits you at the right time. Like, it literally was like, thank you. Thank you, Cuba Gooding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Cuba. Uh, this is amazing. You showed me the money. <laughs> oh, wait. Wrong Cuba wrong, Gooding. Wrong Cuba Gooding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's the main ingredient. Everybody plays the fool. Oh, 
Okay, so your heart broke. You sit around moping, crying, crying. You say you even thinking about dying? Well, before you do anything rash, dig this. Everybody plays the fool sometimes. There's no exception to the rule. Listen, baby, it may be factual, may be cruel. That's off the Quiet Storm album, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is appropriate because there's always a quiet storm brewing within each of us. I love the main See what I did there? (laughs) Good tie-in. Okay, uh, so I gave you guys five. Five songs that are for everyone listening. Not necessarily songs that... I'd take, I'd take some great stuff from it, but I hope a, a lot of people out there take even more stuff from it. Monty's a humanitarian. So I'm going to give you five that are from me, from Monty. M-O-N-T-E. Monty Vision. Monty Vision. You got it. So our first song is, uh, is from the album Fear by John Cale. Look at you. X Velvet Revolver. Velvet Undergr- Revolver. Velvet Revolver. Oh my gosh. The Velvet wow. Underground member, John Cale. This album reintroduced him as a singer and songwriter for, uh, and we all knew he was a singer and songwriter before that, but, yeah. you know, he was kind of uh, producing, doing some other things. Came back out with this album. The themes in Fear are dark. They're super humorous, though, um, but they're also confident. And that's what I take from this, from this album is that they're super confident. It's a turning point in his career. This album was an accidental discovery. I tell people that all the time. It was a record store in San Diego. I overheard the the song "The Man Who Couldn't Afford to Orgy," or as he says, "Orgy." <laughs> Did you go to? Were you at M Theory in I was San Diego? M Theory. Yep. There you go. Uh-huh, yep. And uh, I picked up the album on the strength and strangeness of that song alone. And the leadoff track was "Fear Is a Man's Best Friend." I love that sentiment. Nice. I loved it, and uh, it's a motivating factor for me. From that time on, and it was so fun. It was. It was just. It was. It was by accident. It was simply by accident. That's the best thing that, about record stores, uh, right? I, I couldn't believe it. the guy. And I remember the guy gave it to me. And he goes, he, he hands me the album. He goes, best album I've ever listened to. Just real like blank. Best album I ever listened. Was to. Was he wearing all black? I have no idea. But <laughs> he glowed a little bit. He glowed. <laughs> he glowed a little bit. <laughs> so here is uh, "Fear Is a Man's Best Friend" off of John Cale's Fear album. Darkness warmer than a bedroom floor. Want someone to hold me close forevermore I'm a sleeping dog But you can't
<laughs> John Cale just made us not crazy here. Oh, man. John Cale. I have theories that you have to either be a musician or on the grass. On the grass. To really like John on Cale. On the grass. The sweet, sweet Mary. <laughs> How am I going to go into this next Where one? Where do we go just... next? I know. Uh, uh, John Cale has an ego. Yes. And it's probably pretty big. It is. I have a I feeling. Like, the Velvet Underground folks probably had really big oh, yeah. ideas mm -hmm. and personalities. So, uh, And they wore black a lot. So yes. that'll be my intro to the next song that I picked. Perfect. Um, this is another song. I, I guess I'm narcissistic in this mix today. That's this okay. resolution, it's all been very much what I feel has helped me get to the next level or help me through a day or a moment. Uh, I, I chose Frank Black doing Hang On To Your Ego, which is a cover of the Beach Boys. Mm -hmm. Beach Boys. The Beach Boys. The Beach Boys. It's kind of like the Beast Boys, but they're from the beach. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had too many um, drinks of this awesome Thelonious Monk beer. It's getting real, everyone. Uh, Frank Black, Hang On To Your Ego. I love this song so much because I'm not a huge Beach Boys fan, mm -hmm. to be completely honest. And I didn't understand the beauty of Brian Wilson and the genius of him until translated into other people and kind of like, oh, okay, I get it mm -hmm. now. Like the story of him is better than the candy stripe Beach Boys image that I knew as a young person. So, but Frank Black's interpretation of this is great. And it's very true in life that I know so many people that think they can do it alone that think they know everything and think they can do it all, but you can't do it all. Mm -hmm. And the line where he says, but what do you do? I'm guilty of the same when it happens to me. Um, but it's just you have to remind yourself that you need people. Yep. You have to get love where you can find love and treasure your friends and hang on to your ego because this life is a doozy. Remember yourself. From? That's from Frank Black's first album. Frank Black album. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, and then we were trying to figure out which Beach Boys album that "Hang On to Your Ego" was changed to another song mm -hmm. or another title because there was something. Again, I'm not a huge Beach Boys fan. I just know that it never made it onto an like, official release, but I believe it was "Smile." Yes, I, I, so, I think Brian so. Wilson, "Smile." I don't remember. Someone will correct us. When I hope so. It. Pet Sounds. Was it on Pet Sounds? But yep. what was it called? Was it Hang On To Your Ego or something else? So I like that song from the Beach Boys. Yay. Yay, Beach Boys. 
Which takes us back to Wilson Phillips, the beginning. That's right. <gasps> anyway. Inception. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, Monty. All right. Next one uh, I have for you. And I'd just like to start it off by saying never judge a book by its cover. Okay. Never judge a book by its cover. Even the, the song, Bible? Even the Bible. Okay. Some people get good things from that. <laughs> the, uh, the song I'm, I'm – actually, it's more an album, but I really like this song. It's from DJ Shadows, Introducing. It's and uh, the song we're going to be listening to is Building Steam with a Grain of Salt. Nice. Um, what I remember when I hear this song from DJ Shadow off of his 1996 classic, you go to record stores, you see people every day. There are a lot of people you pass and you just don't say anything. You know, like you pass him in the hallway, the guy you work with, same cubicle. You don't ever say a word to him. That guy could be your best friend. And that's that's where this is coming from. This is a... You know, you think about the record store album composed. This is a record store album composed oh, yeah. by a bunch of samples from a bunch of different sources. This album continues to come back, reminding me that music can look different in many different ways. In high school, it was the perky girl, popular girl who loved Blink-182, who was listening to this, and I found it in her backpack. Don't ask me why I was looking in her backpack. <laughs> um, Curious. <laughs> um in college, it was the professor of a psychology class I was in who played it during intermissions. Nice. In uh, at the record store I used to go to, probably a, a local place here, it was a guy wearing a Misfits shirt with the denim jackets and the sleeves cut off wearing a patch that had DJ Shadow introducing. Nice. And I remember the thing in my mind, he doesn't fit the mold. He doesn't fit the mold for who should be listening to this song. Then I realized... You know what? Who cares? When you realize that you did not create the mold. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> never judge a book by its cover. Your best friend, your life partner might just be the person you'd never talk to because of the way they look. So uh, give your, do yourself a favor and talk to that person that's sitting right next to you. You never know who they are. So here is uh, Building Steam with a Grain of Salt. I'd like to just continue to be able to express myself as best as I can I feel like I have a lot of work to do. Still, you know, I'm a student of the drums. And I'm also a teacher of the drums, too. You know? <laughs> sweating a little bit right now <laughs> it's cold in arizona but i'm sweating because I'm, it's not cold i'm pop locking and dropping it to, uh, <laughs> to dj shadow that's a really good track everybody I, I know that has ever like entered into liking records there's a dj shadow phase where oh, he's yeah. like here let me just put it all together for you mm -hmm. and you'll like everything i do yep he's amazing i love me some dj shadow um, so we are always taking hard right turns. This is one of them, I think. I don't know if DJ, I don't know how I could 
connect DJ Shadow to this next one. DJ Shadow does have an elbow. He does have an elbow. <laughs> he has two elbows, and he and, scratches the fuck out of records. <laughs> and building steam with a grain of salt is, uh, you know, some might some might talk about that in building rockets. That's for true. Boys. <laughs> Build a rocket, boys. Um, this. <laughs> Monty just wins. He just won in the association <laughs> game. <laughs> I chose um, Elbow, a terrific band from Manchester. I chose the song Dear Friends from the album Build a Rocket Boys. Well, this song in particular, every time I hear it, I my heart swells with joy and pride and love because I've been so lucky to meet some amazing people and call them they're my dearest friends and friends come in every phase in every shape when you talk about not judging a book by its cover when you meet people you don't understand how much they're going to affect your life in every way that they do and I've had so many wonderful experiences with this Guy Garvey's voice is incredible mm -hmm. And he makes me feel things every time I hear his voice alone. So when he talks about his friends and his dear friends and his old friends and the experiences I've had alone with those friends and recently with holidays and losing a friend and the value of all of them is incredible. And the line that, dear friends, you are angels, you are drunks, and you are magi. And you're the things that make this life worth living. So, this is Elbow to my dear friends. You are angels and trunks, you are major. My posing, and this is an old from the roadside. Cutting the breeze of this Tennessee sundown came the sound of the voices I know. I've been pondering trees. There's no more I can say. Thank you for your friendship, Mary. Thank you, Monty. I appreciate you coming and doing this little podcast thing. I appreciate every single one of my friends and all of the things that they bring to me. And I hope I bring something to you. Always. I learn something new every single time I'm sitting here across from you. <laughs> how sassy I get when Tool comes on or how weepy it. I get when Elbow is on. So Those are real emotions, though. That's, That's good. A lot of people, you go, through, <laughs> you go through friendships in your life where you won't see that emotion from anybody at all. At all, uh, you know? That's a shame. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Well, we talked about hard rights, and I made it a, uh, <laughs> a resolution this year to, to consistently call it hard rights. Because we, <laughs> what about hard lefts? <laughs> we can talk about hard lefts and hard rights. <laughs> and when I was driving a couple of days ago, I'm like, you know, like, rights, rights aren't that hard. <laughs> that's true. A hard <laughs> left is harder. are much harder. That's true. Hard left. <laughs> So, are we, if we're going ninety miles an hour down the street and we take a hard right, that's then, hard. Then but but yeah. But if we're just moseying down the street, 
And we take a hard left. Yes, harder. Hard, harder. Anyway, <laughs> we've talked about this metaphor way too many times. So. We do. It's okay. Anyway, it's get okay. on to your so here song. We go, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Uh, hard left is what we're taking <laughs> uh, with this one going away from, uh, from, from friends to something uh, very uh, directly influenced in my life. Okay. This is straight out of like an event in my life. This song was playing when I resolved to not do something ever again. Playing at that moment, Doctor Dre. What you the, resolve not what not to do? Oh, that's I'll, what I'll I want to know. Here it comes. Doctor Dre's The Chronic album was an album that all the kids <laughs> in my little Christian grade school had, hiding the parental advisory explicit lyrics sticker with a sharpie marker. <laughs> my first car was a 1992 Chevy Camaro with a booming sound system, uh-huh, just like LL uh-huh, used uh-huh. to say. It had two subwoofers in the back, had a deck. Oh, I had amps. <laughs> Hip-hop music played on that system so much you could hear me coming a mile away. Well, one night, one night, in between, I think, my senior year of high school and my freshman year of college, I uh, <laughs> I uh, was was hanging out with this honey dip. I'm going to call her honey dip. Whoa, that is very... And by honey dip, I mean... That is very 90s hip-hop of you. And by honey dip, I mean my two friends playing PlayStation in North Scottsdale at <laughs> their dad's house. Wow. So, word of warning, when Dr. Dre says at the beginning of this song, this should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. He wasn't talking about North Scottsdale. (laughs) Cops were called and I was pulled over for being suspicious, suspicious, and causing a disturbance in a North Scottsdale community. I decided it'd be a good idea to pull the windows down in my car and pump this song up to 11. Nice. And, uh... Because fuck the police, coming straight I, to the North Scottsdale neighborhood. I guess that's what I was feeling. <laughs> I don't know why I was so confident that night. So after two hours sitting on a curb, I realized, no, Dr. Dre, no, Dr. Dre. This shouldn't be played at high volume in a residential area. And I resolved never to play music that loud again oh. in the neighborhood. So here's Lyrical Gangbang by Dr. Dre. <laughs> oh, Monty. <laughs> We're getting into oh. it. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Now I'ma kick up dust as I begin to bust on the wick whack. Fucked up suckers you can't trust. When I kick up, I lick up. Your face gets smacked up when I rack up. So all your motherfuckers just pack up. Or get smacked with a swiftness. If you think you're stuck with the gift, Merry Christmas. Now stuff that in your stocking. I'm knocking them off the boxing, knocking them off their socks. Cause rapping is rocking, breaking them down to the slab, taking them down. That's a lady of rage starting that, that song. That is on. a she lady of puffs. She uh, rocks rough and stuff with some asks- afro puffs. I was in the 90s and I have oh, large man. hair when I want it to be large and I used to rock. You the big, totally huge the puffs. puffs. Like, yeah, like the... I thought I was totally... Please bring that back. Maybe. Please bring that Maybe, back. Maybe, if you're lucky. So this is going to be the best transition that we ever had in, in, in the four-episode the four history of <laughs> Mixed Up with Mary and Monty. Um, if I tie back to North Scottsdale, maybe? Maybe. Once I went to, well, a couple times I've gone to art shows in North Scottsdale for this particular artist. Okay. 
who the art I could never afford. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like I was slumming it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so in a way, maybe like bringing Dr. Dre, <laughs> bringing uh, Dr. Dre to, Doctor, to North Scottsdale. <laughs> to I was bringing, bringing Dr. My... Dre to the actual Dr. Dre in North Scottsdale. <laughs> True. Yeah, the plastic surgeon, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Dre. Dre. Yep. <laughs> um, <but laughs> uh, speaking of Scottsdale. My parents really like Scottsdale. Yeah. And this is a song of, that always reminds me about my parents. I don't think my mom knows Dr. Dre very well. Yeah. But she uh, might like his headphones. Maybe, perhaps. Uh, anyway, this is this is rambling. But I chose uh, John Lennon, Just Like Starting Over. So this is from 1980. Um, it's a song... On his last album, of course, and it, it's very heartbreaking if you know, a, if you're a John Lennon fan, and obviously it's heartbreaking in general when somebody dies like that and is murdered. And But in that year, in those couple years before, he was very much on his, he was so in love and happy with his family, with Yoko and Sean, mm -hmm. and it was a generational song. He felt like he was speaking for his generation that we're starting over, that this is 1980, this is a whole new world who knows what's going to happen so on that level it's hard but when I was little I had no idea about that all I knew is that I loved the Beatles and I loved John Lennon and I have very vivid memories of sitting in my living room watching my mom and stepfather uh, I put in the A-track mm -hmm. I have vivid like A-track is magic because mm -hmm. you control it and you can push the buttons and I was in control of putting Double Fantasy 8-track into the 8-track player. And I had never seen my mom dance with anybody, and they were dancing in the living room. And forever in my life, I will always think about them coming together. They both had children of their own, formerly married. They come together, and to me, I didn't know what it meant to them at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, that all I just knew that song was beautiful, and they danced to it together. And now looking back on it, when I think about them dancing together, starting their lives over with each other, with these new children in their lives, and it's a new era. And that was probably 1983, 1984. Yeah. Recently, you know, my mom's always been a huge John Lennon fan, so I'm sure it was hard for her. But to me, this is the song I think about with my mom and my stepdad, who were my parents since I've been young, and it gives me hope that no matter how many bad relationships you've been in and you've had your heart broken, that you can start over if you decide to be a partner with someone and keep going. So this is John Lennon, just like starting over from Double Fantasy. Our life together is so precious Together we have grown we have grown Although our love is still special Let's take a chance and fly away Somewhere alone It's been too long since we took the time No one's to Quickly, but when I 
moving on to mine, and uh, we're going to one of my favorite artists of all time. Um, this past year, uh, 2014, allowed me to accomplish a, a dream of mine. Mary knows how much I'm uh, involved in the uh, film community here in town. She knows uh, uh, always giving me thumbs up on movie reviews that I that I post and everything. And uh, one of the things I've wanted to do in my entire life was get behind the camera and make a short film of my own. And this year, my uh, my short film Sinus uh, premiered at Film Bar in downtown Phoenix in front of a crowd who had no reason to be there other than <laughs> they were fans. That's and they fantastic. wanted to, uh, to to watch some good short film. And with the help of some very talented people, including my, uh, my, my good friend Jeremy here, and uh, the support of my friends and family, especially my, my lovely wife, who I always call my muse, uh, we were able to uh, make Sinus come to life. We had the luxury of screening our little film in front of a huge crowd, and it was sold. It was a sold-out crowd. That's awesome. To say that I was nervous is a severe understatement. Um, I couldn't eat. My voice was like constantly shaky. You can even hear it a little bit now as I'm talking. <laughs> Your vocal cords just <laughs> fucking tightened up. Uh, and uh, before we uh, before we went and uh, and and screened the movie, my wife and I drove around. Uh, for about an hour in downtown Phoenix, just kind of going in a big loop and very cathartic experience for an Arizona native like myself to drive around in the city that you're born and raised in. Um, but we were flipping through songs in the iPod and I couldn't find anything at all that was pushing me past that fear, mm -hmm. which we talked about earlier with John Cale's song. Um, I was pushing me past that to, you know, embrace the, embrace the moment and go forward. So I went back to uh, one of my, uh, one of the guys I just I, when I when I think a cool, calm collective, I always think of Tom Waits, yeah. and uh, I think uh, his uh, contribution to film. I think he did the best Renfield of all time in the Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, I, I think he's the he's the best version of Renfield. I think that Down by Law is one of my favorite movies, and partly because Tom Waits is in it. Coming from Monty, people that means a yeah. lot. Yeah, and, Monty uh, watches a lot of films. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, I think of Wade's music, uh, especially uh, the song "Going Out West," uh, which was featured in the Fight Club soundtrack. And I remember it being used at the beginning entrance when you first meet Tyler Durden, and he's walking through like the Fight Club to get to meet the guys, and he says, "The yeah, I can see a lot of you have been breaking rule number one. The first rule about Fight Club is don't tell anybody about Fight Club." And uh, I remember Going Out West was a song that played in there, and uh, I just fell in love with it. It just became a song for me that I, I embraced. I, uh, I, made it my, I made it part of my, my entrance theme, if you will, which down the line we'll do a, a podcast on our favorite entrance songs. And, uh, it just <laughs> but there became... can be only one entrance. <laughs> no, no. You got you get make entrances all the time. That's true. All the time. You got a work entrance. You got entrance to your friend's true. house. I got the entrance I, I, I do to you when you come here. True. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, um, <laughs> I uh, I played this song in the car, took a deep breath, I kissed my wife, and we walked in the screening, and it was a dream come true. And uh, this is uh, Gone Out West. This is a live version from his Glitter and Doom tour. Just listen to the uh, the confidence he has in, in, in the refrain. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to get paid. Do what I want. I'm going to get paid. Now a little brown sausage lying in the sand I ain't no extra bread I'm a leading man 
Tom Waits, everybody. Let him be your 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 spirit animal. <laughs> He's so yeah. There's hair on your guys' chest. I just oh. saw, uh, for those <laughs> listening, I just saw <laughs> Monty and Jeremy go very alpha male. Totally. <laughs> Fighting over who loves Tom Waits more. So it's I a did, good fight. That's a very I, good fight. I think I sprouted one chest hair. <laughs> just one. In that, moment. that was a. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy chimes in with, that's all you need. That's all you need. You just need the one. <laughs> it's got to be really, really strong hair, but it's got to be there. Um, (laughs) this is what you guys get with late night punchy mary it's punchy housing nobody knows our last names monty (gasps) we haven't even said them i like to keep it a mystery okay it's a mystery um where am i going next this is the final song my, my final track for the. <laughs> I was just, I was say, my last name is for I, <laughs> but I'm not going to ruin your intro. No, so no, 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 no. They'll go just ahead. know me as Punchyhausen for the rest of the day. You got it. Um, so we're at the final track for me, almost to the final track for Monty. It's hard to beat out Tom Waits. That Glitter and Doom record, by the way, that live one is absolutely oh. one of the best live records I've ever heard in my life. Like, you feel like you're there. Going out west in Chicago, those two tracks, those are the two places. I always feel like I'm an honorary Midwestern, so when I hear Chicago, Mm -hmm. anytime I meet anybody from the Midwest, I, like, instantly am gravitated toward them because they're so kind and awesome. Yep. And if you can make it in Chicago, as a blues man, like Tom Waits, you're as bad as me. But anyway, I'm trying to close this out. It's okay. This might be a big surprise to you, but I've chosen another Beatles song for expressing (laughs) resolution in myself. Um, I kept going back to resolutions I feel are very ego self-driven because it is you. It is about what you've decided to do and what you feel about other people and how you handle other people. And so I chose the Beatles, I Me Mine, because it was the first time I thought about how selfish and how self-centered people can be, but you can also have control of those things. The beauty of George Harrison is that he taught you kind of, like, you have I Me Mine all day long. Everybody has these decisions. What's I? What's me? What's mine? And you have to deal with everybody else's I Me Mine. Mm-hmm. And it's all through the day, I Me Mine. And I feel like it's a song that's helped me kind of deal with the fact that you have to understand that's going to happen with other people. And I guess I chose it because it's helped me kind of go, oh, they're dealing with something, they're operating from, from within themselves. It's either their id, their ego, mm-hmm. or <laughs> something that's happening. So. Overall, I think it's one of those situations where you can get through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's another one of those where I'm going to deal with your I mean mine. You can deal with my I mean mine, but I will recognize you. So, anyway, I'm rambling, but the Beatles, I mean mine. All I can hear, I mean mine, I mean mine. I'm in mine, I'm in mine, I'm in mine No 
I just want to say that Jeremy is wonderful because he just affirmed what a fucking awesome song that is and one of the best George Harrison songs, hands down. Like, think about George Harrison dealing with Paul MacArthur. Paul McCartney and John Lennon. Think about that. Like, he had to deal with those guys. Yep, every day. Those guys. (laughs) Like, huge egos. So, if if George can deal with all of that and still be creative and get it out anybody should be able to focus definitely great ending song great ending song hopefully i can match all through the day so uh i'm going very personal with my last song it was uh it's a miles davis song released in 1953 on a 10 inch lp from miles davis's volume two from blue note this is enigma one of the most beautiful jazz songs i've i've ever heard and uh i think showcases the genius of miles davis this is a song I correlate to to hope mm-hmm. a lot of times. Even though uh, I believe for Miles, who at the time was heavily influenced by drugs, and uh, at the time of this recording, I, I still think it embodies it's it's emotional. It's a it's a piece that I think people will take a different form from it, different things from it every time they they listen to it. And for me personally, uh, I think. Uh, and I said, I think Miles Davis is one of the greatest musicians of all time. But uh, it's also the song that I that was playing when my wife and I were deep in discussion on what we were going to call my son. And uh, it, we had to travel many miles to make the miracle of our son come to life uh, with doctor's appointments and tons of other stuff. But uh, it was Miles Davis that seemed to always come on on every trip. So... For me, uh, Miles Davis's uh, Enigma is a is a fitting end for our songs because it uh, gave me the most beautiful thing in my in my life and uh, allowed me to uh, solidify the bond between my wife and I and really strengthen even more so our relationship by having a child to you know to give back to to influence in many different ways. So this is uh, this is Enigma from Miles Davis. Enigma by Miles Davis. I, uh... Oh, I know what I want to say. Miles. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Miles. That's See how <laughs> I just called you Miles? Um, I'm, uh, I don't want to say envious, but I am also always in awe of parents. And I think picking Enigma as the song to... F- if this is the song that you chose t- while picking the name of your child, that's like, it captures what love and the miracle of life. I don't want to sound too 
Bible thumping or crazy, but that's what life is. It's an enigma. So to name it after a man who could kind of channel some energy, and he knew what the enigma was. It was probably an enigma to him, but it's the motion and the idea of life, and you have to keep going with it. So I applaud you. Thank you. For naming a child after Miles Davis, because I think that's amazing. (laughs) Um. That's it. That's our uh, episode number four, Resolution Solution. I hope I hope that we gave you guys something to chew on, uh, if anything else, you know, some good music to listen to. But I always tell people, uh, you know, it's a new year. Put those grudges aside. Put that anger behind you. Look forward. Look towards people. Look towards love. Look towards whatever makes you happy in this world. And pursue it and grasp it and hang on to it because it's a it's a great thing if you can find it. And uh, for those people that are might be still struggling with, with some of the craziness that's in this world, keep going. Yeah. You know, keep hanging on, keep keep pursuing those those dreams, those even if everybody, the whole world's telling you that they're ridiculous. They mean something to you and they put a smile on your face and you know what, who cares? What, what other people think. Continue to pursue it. If it makes you happy yeah. and you ain't hurting anybody, continue doing it. I think because this was so emotional for me and so personal, I completely agree with what you're saying. And if it helps anybody, you know, I can't believe I'm getting, I get to sit here and enjoy Monty and Jeremy and be in this place and that friends and family enjoy what we're doing is exceedingly awesome because it's so natural like whatever you are keep being it because people love you for being that yep uh as we finish off you know we always say go to your record store amen brother get your music go to your digital downloading source and download your music you know get music listen to it and uh embrace it find something new for your new year and uh you know we hope that uh that you enjoyed us. Thank you to all the people on Facebook, to all the people, uh, friends and family of ours who have uh, who have reached out with a, a nice text message. Or it means a lot. Uh, it means in, an incredible amount to both of us. Like yeah, it's. I keep joking that it's just Monty and mine's mom, but mm-hmm. my mom's not even listening because she's like, what's a podcast, darling? <laughs> At least your mom, you know, she's on to it. But friends. I had to sit in the same room and listen to it with her. So Aww. it's okay. It's okay. She, and we uh, made Monty's mom cry, yep, I'm sure. Yep. She got very emotional about it. Yeah, but. First, album, first episode was uh, a dedication to the Supremes to my mom, and it brought back a whole ton of memories for her. And that's what this is about, you know? Well, someday maybe Miles will listen to this, you know? I and, sure hope so. And that he makes his own, you know, way in the world and listens to some music. Like, we talk about our parents and mm-hmm. the things that we do and our friends yep. and the things we love. So, so uh, keep coming back. We'll have an episode five coming up for you real soon. And uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. everybody. I'm Feliz Año Nuevo. That's right. <laughs> I am Monty. And I'm Mary. Have a good one. <laughs>